going on, everybody? Welcome into another edition of Cheers from the Press Box. I am your host, Brennan Tassif, joined every week, as always, by the beanie boy himself, Joe Dorville. What's up, man? Yup, yup, yup. What's going on, B-Tass? What's up, man? Hello, everyone. Thank you for listening. Quick rundown of the show. If you are new to the show, Joe and I are going to talk some sports. First segment, we're going to go over some of the biggest topics going on in some of the biggest leagues. This week, we're talking NBA, NHL, and the MLB. Yeah. Then we're going to go into the quick hits, which is going to be a Summertime. question and answer portion. And we're going to just touch on quickly, quick hits. We will touch on quickly a few different topics we did not get to in the main uh, rundown. We will get into our walk-offs, which will be a short essay uh, normally by Joe and I. Mine is definitely short this week. Hey, <laughs> and then we'll end it all with the press conference. But let's kick off the same way we do every week. Joe! Ready to return the opening kickoff. Perfect way to kick off. Oh, here we go! We're talking NBA. NBA playoffs. NBA playoffs. Playoffs? Playoffs? Yeah. So... Um, do you just want to go in order with what we got? Let's do it. All right, beautiful. So we're going to talk East first. We're going to talk about Big Three versus Big Three, Brooklyn versus Milwaukee. Yep, and um, make that Brooklyn one a Big Two. Yeah. James Harden, hamstring injury, immediately leaves the game. Still. Yeah, this is something that's been bothering him now since... Well, because we even remember we talked about it. He's like, oh, I'll be ready for the playoffs. And we're like, the playoffs are in a week, bro. Like, yeah. What are you doing? And then he came back, like played really days. well. And now... Yeah. <laughs> and now he's out again. Um, I, I, I like the matchup uh, with all three of them healthy. I like the matchup of Brooklyn against Milwaukee because um, they'll build that wall against Giannis, especially with KD being almost seven feet tall. And then they've got Blake Griffin, who can play, you know, a monicum of defense. Um, he looked good yesterday. But now with James Harden, now James Harden, yeah, and James Harden was kind of the lifeblood of, of that team. As sad as it is to say, the way he exited Houston, he was a great facilitator for them. So with him being out, I, I don't know. I, I, again, this is my running theme with the playoffs, the motif, if you will. I don't <laughs> fucking know what's going on. Uh, Blake had 18 and 14 the other night, um, which was really good from him. But yeah, Brooklyn took the first game. Um, I, I think I predicted on this show. I think the Milwaukee will win. I still think Milwaukee will win. Um, Milwaukee shot 20% from three. I don't think that's going to happen again. They couldn't hit the side of a barnyard. Um, so I think that'll change. And also, I think uh, Budenholzer needs to go back to the drawing board and change up the defensive setup they had Giannis wasn't guarding uh, Durant, which I thought was insane. They had PJ Tucker on him a lot. And I was like, well, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. Um, so yeah. And, and um, I forgot. I, I don't think, I think Middleton was guarding Kyrie where they should have had drew on Kyrie. So I think they need to go back and address some of the things defensively. It was only an eight point loss at the end. Um, so I think, I still think Brooklyn, will lose this series. And especially now that James Harden is out, um, I think the Milwaukee has a lot of firepower and they need to just recollect themselves and get well, back to it. Milwaukee's better on defense too. Milwaukee is a better Far defensive better team. Defense. I, I would say probably one of the, yeah, they're one of the top five teams in the East as when it comes to defense. Probably, a, I think they're a top, I think they're seven in all of the NBA when it comes to, um, their uh, defensive you know that efficiency, but uh, no 
<laughs> but it's <laughs> and with James Harden out, I I I don't know, and it's it's frustrating because it seems like a lot of teams have and injuries are a part of it. We've talked about it before. I did a walk off of you know the best ability is availability, but we'll get to that in a second. It's just I don't know. Yeah, we will. Actually, let's just move right into that. Philly, Atlanta. Let's do it. (laughs) Atlanta with all their firepower. I was so excited last week. I was spouting off about how happy I was. Brennan, did they peak too early? Did they they peak too early by chance? (laughs) God damn it. Joel Embiid literally heard the podcast and he was like, oh man, Brennan's so excited that I haven't gotten hurt and I'm playing really well. MVP caliber kind of player. And then he went out. Knee injury. Yes. Uh, misses the final two. Um, I think it was the last two games of the uh, previous series with a meniscus tear. Uh, he returned for this game, and he actually he put up great numbers, but it yeah, wasn't enough. Points. Wasn't enough for uh, all the firepower that the Atlanta Hawks have. And Brandon, this goes back to a key thing that me and you talked about. I don't believe in Philly because they don't have enough guys that will go and get their own shot. They don't yeah, have you, it. We have talked. You have talked about that, yeah. Yeah, and Atlanta has so much firepower now. They they you know want in the way of defense, but we've said it before. We were wrong. I was personally wrong about Trey Young. He's developed into a much better team facilitator. I thought he was just going to be a flashy scorer, and he can do that. But he's also getting a lot of the team involved, and they they I honestly I everyone knows I was rooting for Philly. Um, I oh no, he's gonna pivot now for underdog reason. He's gonna pivot for underdog reasons. No, no, no. Okay, I thought you were gonna file it under underdog in the East. What? What? Philly is number one in the East. East. What are you talking about? I'm just saying. On paper, we're gonna get to this later, especially on different teams and records going into the playoffs versus where everyone thinks they should be. This guy, this guy is a master manipulator. This guy's a master manipulator. Yeah, I was pre-law. I'm pretty good at it. Um, <laughs> Unbelievable. But, but I, you know, I love an underdog, so Atlanta is definitely going to be my team. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. what if I but Atlanta does have a lot of firepower. I think Philly eventually wins this series. Um, it's just weird. With Joel hurt the way he is, it's basically one of those things where you can play on it, but you're not going to be close to 100%. So mm. it, it's the chicken or the egg. Do you play and potentially hurt your team because you're not 100% or do you not play, get a little Ewing theory in there, maybe they play harder or maybe they miss your presence so much as a defensive force and an offensive player that they they can't overcome it. So it's it's very hindsight 2020 kind of a thing. And the final thing I'll say on this series is if they're going to win this series, they need Ben Simmons to be uh, far more aggressive. He only took seven shots, made all seven of his shots. All seven of his shots were pretty much yeah. at the rim. He, he does not shoot outside of three feet from the basket, and that's why I think they will lose, and that's the biggest fault to this team is that one of their quote-unquote best players never wants to take the opportunity to shoot the ball. So literally whenever he has the ball to three-point line, the defense sags off on him and just says, yeah, go ahead. You yeah. get 15 feet and figure it out, buddy. Yeah, because it's... <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Because he doesn't even. It's not even like we're talking about taking a clutch shot or an end of game shot or just even a three pointer. A shot. He a just, shot. He won't shoot. He just won't shoot. <laughs> so and, oh and on top of that, uh, he he's is god awful at free throws. He was three of ten this game. Yeah. Um, they implored the hacker Simmons towards the end of the game as it was starting to tighten up, and he's not reliable at the free throw line. It's just the inverse of the two things. Joel Embiid, seven-footer, 14 of 15 from free throw. 
Ben Simmons, 6'10", point guard, 3 of 10 from the free throw line. So that's not that's not good. Yeah. <laughs> you can't you can't win series like that because they'll know they adjust and then they'll just start fouling. And we're going to pivot now to the West because speaking of free throws, Dallas Clippers, uh, that series just wrapped up, went to a game seven. I forgot Kawhi Leonard was probably one of the best players in the NBA. Did I feel like you did. I did. I you were so in I love did. with Luca. Um, so I understand it, dude. Those first two games, he looked like a buzzsaw, and then he got hurt. Then he wasn't Let's playing. Let's not blame it he on was this. Still injury. playing well. So Let's I saw this. On this no, I won't. I won't. I saw an interesting stat that um, through the first. Uh, so Luka Doncic, I believe in the in the last two the last series. He was scoring 17 points in the first quarter, like, uh, excuse me, 22 points in the first quarter, 17 in the second quarter. Then it would drop down to like seven in the third quarter. And then he was mm. only scoring an average of four points in the fourth quarter. Yeah. So definitely tapering off. Uh, a lot of people were saying maybe he's tired, maybe he's this, maybe he's that. But to your point you just made, he couldn't make a fucking free throw. He could not. <laughs> they were... Dallas was negative 13 um, when it came to uh, free throw, the margin for free throws. Um, and I 100% full transparency, full disclosure. I forgot how good Kawhi was. I I know he carried that Toronto team. And that was the thing was like in the first two games, I was like, man, they're not putting PG-13 or Kawhi on Luka. He's going to smoke them. Like this series is over. Przingis. As the series went on, look lost. They tried yeah. to do this thing where they had Boban and Przingis out there, like we're gonna build this fucking wall. It they was were slow. It they, worked. Huh? It, uh, that did work for a bit because uh, they had a lot of length inside. Boban made a lot of good passes to Porzingis, but yeah. Porzingis, I don't know if Luca needs to relinquish some because he put up thirty shots, whereas Porzingis put up twelve. Or does Porzingis need to be more assertive when he does have the ball? Um, because it just looked crazy to have Porzingis out there and not taking that many shots. He looked like a decoy in some spots, but yeah. he's not hurt this year. He was healthy, so yeah. And that's um, that's something I wanted to mention. If I'm Luka Doncic in my third year, normally this is where they'll send the giant extension at you, especially when you're a transcendent player like Luka is. With the way that Porzingis has been playing, he's like two levels below his unicorn level in New York. Um, I don't know if it's lagging injuries. I don't know if he's just disinterested because he's not a focal point of the team um, as much as he used to be. But if I'm Luca, I don't sign that extension. I want to see. I think he that has would to be sign like the, extension. the final. Huh? Yes, to sign the extension. I know because it's a difference between making 13 million and making like 30. No, million, not that. Just I just the NBA, the way the NBA has it structured is. Basically, you're guaranteed if you're a transcendent player, you're going to spend the first eight years of your career on your first team, no matter what. Because after your four, after yeah, because your, you he's not going to get it after the third year, stuff like that, right? No, 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 no. After the fourth year, after you have a two year deal with two team options. So the team decides to bring you back for the second two team options. And then you're a restricted free agent, which means no matter what contract you have with any other team, the team you're on can match it. So you might as well you're gonna come back regardless. Okay, so you you so you might you're as well stuck just sign for eight years. <laughs> yeah, you're okay. stuck there. Yeah, because I knew they were minimum. on the team for eight years, but I didn't know I didn't know how it worked as far as like if you just didn't sign it. So obviously the team would pick up his option for the next two years. So technically exactly. he'd be there for five years, but then after that he's just restricted, so they could still match. Yeah, they can match whatever. 
So, okay. All right, yeah, because yeah, I was thinking about it, and I was like, I might want to like be like, no, I'm not signing it until you get better pieces in place because they tried to play that zone, um, like we talked about yeah, with Bobon and zones Porzingis, for cowards. And it looks good in certain spots, yeah, and then it looked really bad in other spots. Um, I was really, I was, I'm not gonna lie, I was disappointed because we talked about it the other night. They led game six; they led almost that entire game. Yeah, and then. <laughs> Kawhi went insane. Like I was watching it and my girlfriend's like, do you even need to watch this game? Like, it looks like it's over. And then all of a sudden Kawhi didn't miss a shot. Yeah. He just started raining threes back to back to back. I was like, what is happening? Yeah. And the Clippers are that were the best team in the regular season in three point shooting. And then the first couple games they were, they were shooting like garbage. So it was expected that that would come around, but I, I, I don't know. Dallas just, I, Porzingis looks lost out there, and I, I don't know what the answer is. I mean, they only got six points from their entire bench. The Mavericks did. Uh, some of those guys, like, uh, nice. who is it, Josh Jefferson? Is that him? Uh, Josh Richardson. He's basically a, a – yeah, okay, the guy they got from Philly who played really well in uh, In Miami. Miami. Yeah. He's basically a DN, DNP. I mean, played he played six minutes, minutes, one shot, nothing. Six but- minutes? Yeah. I mean, the thing they needed, they needed more out of Pazingas and they needed more out of Hardaway Jr. I'm looking at them and combined, they were one of 14 from three. You're never going to win insane. like that. Hardaway <laughs> played really well in the beginning of the series. Yeah, it's just no. you got to get the shots to fall. And I saw it as a Magic fan back in 2009 when they were doing that put shooters all around Dwight. Yeah. And then you get to the finals and no one's making shots. It's like, oh, that was it's fun. Like, well, I guess that, we're done. Like, uh, as, as I, I was once told. over. As I was told by my brother early on in my life, you win, you live by the three, you die by the three. So. Yeah. So, all right. Speaking of CP3, let's talk CP3. about him going let's against this is my a preview. Phoenix Suns going against your Denver Nuggets. Wait, wait, wait. Since when did they become your Phoenix Suns? <laughs> when did that happen? We're against each other now? What happened? Uh, we're going to address... We're going to address that in the walk-off. No, I'm always going to root for Denver because of okay. you and my cousin Tom. Shouts out, Tom. Shout out, Tommy. But, um, yeah, this is this is going to be a preview. Uh, you Denver's your team. You take it away, Joe. All right. So, uh, I think Denver can win this in six to seven games. Um, Chris Paul still has a nagging injury, so he'll be limited. Um I think our length is just too much for them. They don't have anybody. DeAndre Aiden could probably will put a body in front of uh, Jokic, but Jokic is he's too much. He he's playing at an All Star MVP superstar Hall of Famer level at this point, where he's averaging it feels like thirty eight a night in the playoffs. Um, so Aiden, I don't think he was going to slow that down much. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. is the turning point in this series because at six ten they have nobody who really, really can cover him on the outside, and he needs to not. Uh, fall in love with that three-point shot and get to the basket. Now, it comes to the guards, as far as defensively, they need to stay in front of uh, Devin Booker because he can go off and destroy us in five games if he wants to. Uh, And Chris Paul, with that injury, I'm hoping he's a little lesser than. um, And Compensaro? What's his name? Um, I'm hoping Fiducci could... Get IT on that. Get IT on that. I'm hoping Fiducci can stay in front of him and uh, bother him enough the same way he kind of got it in uh, Lillard's head and McCollum's head. So they started getting frustrated with him. Um, crazy thing. I think the Nuggets. I think are, this is going to be a breakout series. Go ahead. I'm sorry. 
No, breakout series four. No, I was going to say, I think this could be a breakout series for Booker. This will be the series where we decide. Did you not see the last series? Find out, okay. No, but you know what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> I, know, I, I know. That's I know. what I'm saying. I, excuse me, not series, playoffs. This could be a breakout playoffs for Booker where he goes from, okay, yeah, this is a really, you know, he's a, a top tier talent to, oh my God, this guy is a, a franchise changing player. I think yeah. that's what we can see in these playoffs if he continues to play. Because. Tony Kornheiser said it all the time. We were saying it at the beginning of this year. I know I was saying it. I thought Phoenix was two years away from being two years away, and then they get fucking Chris Paul, and now all of a sudden Devin Booker's playing out of his goddamn mind. So yeah. finish. I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Finish that thought. No, I was going to say um, I think the Nuggets have a real strong possibility if they can beat them, they can make it to the finals, but I don't think we can win because we're missing Jamal. Um, all this year is just a, a, a sour uh it's just a black mark not having Jamal in there. And I was talking to one of my brothers the other day, and I was like, this whole playoffs are marred by all the teams that made it far in the playoffs last year are out except for Denver, and Denver has a huge injury to one of their best players on the team. Um, but to that notion you were just saying about uh, a Booker, uh, to rewind before we get into the, all the other teams, um, so low-key... The Hawks won the Luka trade. Now I'm thinking about what you had just said. Because they had to give up all yeah. that draft capital and all those potential players to the Hawks. The Hawks have advanced to the second round, won a game in the second round. Luka still hasn't been out of the first round. Trey Young looks like he's on par with Luka. Uh, I would say Luka's the better player, but the Hawks might have won that trade. I'll give you that. With all know. the with all the the assets they had to give up, I, I mean, if you if you if I were to say, hey, we're going to start a franchise today, right now, you would yes, take I Trey want Young Luka. over Luke. Yes, I want Luke. Okay, <laughs> okay. I just want to make sure we're not taking crazy pills here on okay, Press just, but, I'm, but I'm saying one guy is in the second round. Wins but the overall, yeah, you 100 percent agree with you. Overall, with the trade, with the assets they had to give up, yeah. and now the way Atlanta's been able to build, yeah, I, I agree with you right now because Atlanta's in the second round. So looking back at it, um, yeah, Atlanta is is winning that trade right now. Now we'll see if Luca can carry this team moving forward and then maybe we'll have a different conversation but as of right now atlanta won that trade on paper speaking yeah. of winning and losing trades we're All gonna right. get into the one more round oh i was not ready sorry what is it there it is one more round all right, let's do so it. So for everybody listening, we are going to do a quick one more round uh, for the eliminated teams out of the playoffs moving forward, a quick outlook. First, we're starting with my Boston Celtics, so I will go first. Danny Ainge retires. Um, we saw that coming from a mile away. Brad Stevens Golden. is now the new president of basketball operations. We didn't had see that. that. I believe we had that. We did not see that. We um, thought he'd just stay as the coach. No, I didn't see Brad Stevens I getting did not moved see up. Him I saw Danny up. Ainge no. going out. Yeah, I think uh, there's a lot of talk about Chauncey Billups uh, for the head coaching job in a lot of different circles, which would be awesome. Uh, he carries that weight with players. Um, and apparently he's one of those guys I've, from the stories I've heard on the different things I've listened to. He walks into a room and people listen. So that's that's what you want out of a head coach. I think Boston is quick outlook. Uh, they keep Tatum. They keep uh, Brown. They get rid of Morris and they moving forward uh, still contend in the East. Joe. Who's Morris? Who's Morris? 
Marcus Marcus Morris. They have Marcus Don't Smart. Don't play this game. I know I They have Marcus Smart. Marcus Morris, I believe, is on the Clippers. <laughs> God damn it, did I do it again? <laughs> I'm like Morris, huh? Huh? Hang on. You got right, you've got LA. Go. Uh LA. Um Laker fans be happy. I can't that, believe I had the first name and not the last name this time. I know. That was confusing. Uh Laker fans Marcus be happy. Smart. That Morris uh, was on the Celtics just real he quick. Was he was before, on the Celtics he was before, uh, two years yes. ago. Yes. yes. Uh, uh, common mistake. Common mistake. Right. Um, Laker fans, be happy that Dennis Schroeder did not sign that four-year extension for $80 million because he was a <laughs> liability and an anchor on this team. So they need to go out. I mean, this is the Lakers, so they're, they're not going to do small tweaks. They're going to go try to make big moves. I think they're going to try to pursue a trade for Damian Lillard by giving up everything they have uh, and hope that he could get there. Also, LeBron's 36 and LeBron looked 36. LeBron's old, man. Um, I think we finally saw a little bit of mortality out of him. He wasn't as indestructible this year. And Anthony Davis, he needs to change up his workout regimen so he can have more uh, muscle in his leg going forward because he's going to be have he's going to have to be the focal point of this team if they want to make deep playoff runs in the future. Brennan, one more round. Yes. Okay, here we go. Um, I've got Portland. Uh, this is up in the air uh, between Dame. Uh, I don't. It seems like he wants to stay in Portland, but I'm not sure. Uh, that team's just getting older, obviously, with uh, Carmelo and um, CJ. Fucking, thank you, McCollum. Uh, I, I honestly, Portland played a lot better than I thought they would in the, the first round of the playoffs. I thought they were just going to get bounced. Uh, they did. I thought they were going to get swept. Um, okay. And then. Uh, no Jamal. Yeah, I was going to say they did not get swept. <laughs> but uh, I think Portland moving forward is going to try and keep it together because uh, they did play really well and Dame plays out of his mind. Um, I don't know really what else they can do. They, they might want to beef up on defense, maybe go out and get some three and D kind of guys because that fits with what they try to do on offense. But overall, I, I don't think unless they got a godfather offer, they're not, they're not getting rid of McCollum or Dame. Um, they did fire Terry Stotts. I didn't want to note that. Okay. So I did not for know what that. That, there you for go. what that's worth. All Joe. right. So the Washington Zardos. Um honestly they just gotta blow it up. Uh, they they it's pointless to have Beal surrounded by uh, mediocre talent at this point. Um Russ is Russ is cooked. We've known that for a couple of years. He can play with all the fire and intensity. Um and I love watching him, but he, as far as shooting, he's one of the worst jump shooters. He can't make a free throw really uh, consistently. So the the Arugula's, not the Arugula's, sorry, wrong team. Um, the Zardos have to go back to the drawing board and just, they got to trade Beal. They got to let go of Russ's contract somehow. And they just got to plan for the future. So. Okay. One more round. We got the Knicks. Um. The Knickerbockers, the New York Knickerbockers, nothing. They needed to do nothing. Uh, it's a very young team. They played incredibly well this year. There's no changes that need to be made. They just need to get gain from this experience and move forward. Joe. So they. Nothing, I tell you. <laughs> okay. Uh, the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, I think Brennan's 
did this one and not his own. Uh, the Memphis Grizzlies, super young team, uh, second youngest <laughs> team uh, in the league, actually. Uh, John Morant getting playoff experience. I called that uh, going into the playing game that these guys needed. That um, they just need to get better. They need to acquire a uh, a big time player to saddle next to him and give them that extra veteran experience. Um, and I think this could be a really fun team going forward with uh, the way they play defense and the way they run around. So the Nick, you're saying the Knicks are young, bro. Um, Brennan, you're saying the Julius Randle in his eighth year. Derek Rose feels like 40 years old at this point. TJ Ta- Taj Gibson, young playoff team, young playoff team, young in their playoff experience. <laughs> Speaking of playoff experience, the Tampa Bay Lightning have playoff team. experience. <laughs> yeah, they do. We're moving to the NHL, folks. Tampa Bay rallies in game four, uh, pushing it. Um, this is uh, now going to be an elimination game. Uh, Lightning uh, rally in game four. We are going against the Carolina Hurricanes. We are now up three to one. Um, Stamkos, Kucherov, both have two goals, assists. They are on fire. Kucherov coming back from being hidden away. This series is over, ladies and gentlemen. Tampa Bay will win this series. It'll be a gentleman's sweep, four to one. They will move forward. I don't, I've got nothing else to say. Kucherov, it's great that we stashed him because we couldn't get rid of Tyler Johnson's contract. Um, Because you guys are a bunch of cheaters, the captain, ball cheaters. Well, you say cheaters. I say gamesmanship. Tomato, tomato. But there's nothing to talk about on this series because Tampa Bay's been taking it to them. Yeah, uh, Tampa. Carolina won one game and it was by one goal. Yeah. uh, The first, I think it was the first three games. The more interesting one. Hold on, hold on. I got something to say. Jesus. Uh, The first three games, I believe, were by. I can't work with this guy. Uh, the last, <laughs> the first three games of the series were, I believe, two one, um, and then the Lightning uh, blew it out of the water with the last game. I believe they would put six goals on them, if I have that correct. Um, so yeah, yeah, you uh, do. I do think the Lightning. I think I've said it here before. I do think the Lightning will come out of the whatever the, they're calling these brackets or whatever the the right side of the playoff. Put, I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, they're going to do well. They're going to make it to the final, but they'll lose to another team because I can't have them winning two years in a row. What's next? Next is um, Las Vegas. The Las Vegas Golden Knights versus rest in peace. Greg, our <laughs> Greg, our former producers, Colorado Avalanche. The Avalanche do Avalanche? the series 2-1 right now. You're going to be hearing about that one tomorrow. Uh, yeah, I know. I, <laughs> I uh, the Avalanche. The Avalanche. Lead the series right now. Um, excuse me, series tied 2-2. Yes, game just ended. Number one against number two. Game just ended. Look at that. 5-1 from the Knights. Oh, my God. Yeah. Jeez, this game got out of hand. Wow, this got out of this hand. This just ended. Yeah, yeah, Breaking just ended. News. <laughs> just okay. like the way Mayweather fight just ended. Okay, did Mayweather win that? It was. There was no winning, no losing. It was just an exhibition. So, yes, he won because he made a lot of okay. money off a lot of dumb people. 
Very good. Very good. So, um, Colorado uh, won the first two games. First game they won seven to one. Um, this so this is a Clippers uh, Mavericks situation where they came out drummed them, and it looked like this series is over before it started. To quote Mighty Ducks. Uh, D2, Mighty Ducks 2, hey, if you call this game now, we can all get home in time to see Melrose. That's what this series looked like. And then uh, the uh, Golden Knights clawing their way back. Joe, you got anything? I know Scott by Scott, this is his team, the Golden Knights. You got anything on them? Um, so in that first game where it was 7-1, uh, the uh, the coach of the Knights gave Flurry a, a game off because he, they had just went to a seven-game series. Um, so that could... Uh, have been a lot to attribute to that. Um, they had their second goal, secondary goalie back there. Um, but it looks like the Knights have come to play. They're not going to lay down easy. So this is going to be a fun back and forth. These two teams I have, whoever wins this series is coming out of, again, the left side of the bracket or however they, I don't know how they're redoing these things afterwards. Yeah. But, um, one of these teams West, are going to make Northwest. the Stanley Cup finals. The West, I, I know they're the West, but then once they move on, there's no more east west. I don't no, know how they're. No, that's saying northwest because. Oh okay. Oh okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the northwest. So they're coming out of the northwest division, yeah. um, and that'll be fun to see. Definitely. All right, moving on. Boston, who I was telling everybody last week, um, according to Vegas, was the odds-on favorite to win the Stanley Cup. Uh, moving forward, uh, that series is tied two-two against the Islanders. Islanders are playing really well. Um, because uh, I, I don't know what's going on with Boston. So um, the Islanders put, it was 4-1 in uh, game four. And then the, game three went to overtime. Boston narrowly beat them. So this, this whole series has been back and forth. I, I, I guess this is going to go seven. That's all I can say is I guess it's going to go seven. I don't know much about either of these teams. So All I know is Barry Trotz, Trotz, Trotz is never going out easy. And he's the coach of the Islanders. So. Let's, okay. Huh. Interesting. <laughs> Speaking of taking shots. Woo! We're going to talk about... You saw this, Joe? Yes, saw I saw this. Actually, we were recording live last Wednesday when this happened. Okay. So we're talking about the Winnipeg Jets and the Montreal Canadiens. I pull up the name. Do you have the names? I don't have the names. I, I, I should know the them. I think Pierce is one of them. I... I saw the fight like, or I saw the hit like a thousand times, but for some reason I can't remember the names. I'll try to find. So, um, gruesome hit. Here I'm looking for it now. There was a gruesome hit. So when the Winnipeg Jets um, were playing against the uh, Montreal Canadiens, it was an empty net situation. Uh, hang on, this is unprofessional of me, but yeah, I'm Mark to out. Mark Shoffley. Okay, here we go. Shoffleyet. Shuff, Shuffley, Mark Shuffley, Shuffley, yeah. Mm-hmm. On so uh, it was an empty net situation because of the because um, they were getting routed. It was five uh, yeah. one. Uh, Winnipeg. It, it wasn't the score wasn't that though. In the third, it was. Um, I think uh, going into the third, it was only three to one. So it, they ended up in an empty net situation, uh, and they were trying to stop. Jake Evans. They were trying to stop the goal. Jake Evans, thank you. And they just flew down the ice and they decapitated that guy, Shoffley. Yeah. And, and uh, 
Evans isn't considered a dirty player. If I if you I mean Shoffley, everything isn't I read right, but yeah, I'm sorry, Shoffley isn't considered a dirty player because he hit Evans and he was concussed. Obviously, everybody who saw it knew that. Um, so I I mean he got suspended four games, I believe. So that's the rest of this series. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Shoffley apparently was like top like the top goal scorer uh, in the league. So this was way out of character and way excessive and insanely uh, uh, unnecessary. So, and this goes back to what I've been infuriated by the max, the max uh, fine is $5,000. This is not a $5,000 hit. Yeah. This guy's concussed. Apparently, he's he was responsive by that night. And shout out to the referee immediately skating over there and because there was an immediate scrum, as you can uh, predict, with something so vicious happens on the ice like that. And the referee protected everybody from the guy, who uh, Jake Evans, who was down on the ice. But yeah, no, this was excessive and just unnecessary. I can understand frustration of a game, but he went out on to a, levels. Evans went out on a stretcher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To level somebody to the point where, like Brennan said, they had to take him out on the stretcher is just uncalled for. Yeah, um, sorry, I was just reading up on it. So, uh, T made the announcement on Thursday night. He will be suspended for the next four games. Um, it, that was the game. I'm sorry, it was 5-3. So, going in, it was an empty net because it was 4-3. And that's why they the empty net was there. And then Evans came around uh, the back of the net, just was going to tap it in. And that's when Shoffley... Full speed, just Evans wasn't even looking at him. Well, he the wasn't thing playing was the, the puck. He wasn't the doing goal, any of that. The the puck was already in the net by the time he got leveled. So it was like, what were you even stopping him from? Yeah, he already scored by the time he got yeah up, it's, uh, capitated. Yeah, and this, um, that and that that's insane to me because I I'm sorry I was just watching the hit again. It was it it was brutal. Um, taking out on a stretcher like we said, uh, and I don't think um. I don't think Winnipeg is going to come back from this only no. because what it means overall in the series and it's their best it's their best score, it's their best player. It'd be like if we lost Stamkos, but Stamkos isn't dumb enough to do something like this. Yeah. And he's and not a dirty player from all accounts. I I don't know what happened. Um he just let his emotion get the better of him obviously, but Montreal is up in the series 3-0 after taking a 5-1 victory tonight. Um it looks like they're going to be moving on to play the winner of whoever is coming out of the West. So yeah. All right. Let's keep it going, baby. Oh, right. Now Brandon, we're going to talk me, you want me to MLB. Take the what? You want me to take the rain suit? Yeah, go ahead. I was just about to hand it over to you. So all for right. more on baseball, Joe. We have not been talking much baseball at all this season, folks. But this is the time to get into it. We're about... Uh, I don't know how many games have been played. A lot of games have been played. Over 50 games have been played. So about one third of the way through the season at this point. And Brennan, I wanted to ask you, do you think Vladdy Jr. should be getting a little more love? We've been talking about Fernando Tatis all year and rightfully so. He's an electric player. But Vladdy Jr., if you look at the stats, has had an impressive season so far. Yes, I would agree with that only because I don't really follow baseball and I've heard a shit ton about Tatis and 
I know who Vladdy Jr. is, but I've not been hearing his name an awful lot this season. Tell me about him. What's going on? Vlad Jr. plays for the Toronto Blue Jays. He's currently top three as far as batting average in all of MLB. He's the leading. Totally uh, makes sense why I haven't heard about him. <laughs> well, they're not even in Toronto. They started the season in um, Tampa, and now they're heading. No, not in Tampa, but somewhere in Florida, wherever they play their uh, spring ball. And they're heading up to Buffalo for the remainder of the season. But um, he's number one in home runs right now. He's uh, top. I believe he's top. Yeah, he's number three in RBIs. He's having an MVP caliber season at this point. And all we've been hearing is Tatis, Tatis, Tatis. And they're both young, uh, vibrant players who uh, exude just swagger, confidence and everything. But Vladdy has not been getting any, not nearly as much love as Tatis. Yeah, not at all. Because like I said, I, I hear about Tatis at least three or four times a week on SportsCenter. Nobody talks about Vladi. Just call him Vladi? You just made him a Divac? Vladi. Vladi. <laughs> Vladi. I know. I I did. I I wanted to say Vladi Divac. Okay. Well, Brennan also Vladi. You know. Vladi. There we go. There we go. Like the impaler. Um, Brennan, I also wanted to let you know that the Rays are raying. Um, they have streaked across the sky. They had a 10-game winning streak at one point, and they have vaulted their way this back. Because they were into, rocking those Devil Ray throwbacks. Oh, those those were sweet unis. Those were sweet I unis. did see that. That was pretty sick. Eight, 9, 10, 11. They had an 11-game win streak. Sorry. Um, took a dip for like two games and then went on like another six or seven-game winning streak. Uh, they have vaulted back to the top of the AL East. Um, the Yankees are down, not by much, but the Yankees are down a number of games to them. Blue Jays trailing behind. The Red Sox having a bounce back year. They've maintained the, they've maintained what they had earlier a couple weeks ago when I had uh, put them in the rundown um, as this one of my shocking surprise teams. Um, but yeah, Brennan, the Rays are ring. Uh, do you think they can make their way back to the World Series? Yes, yes, no hesitation, no hesitation. All right. That is that is solid. Especially if they rock those throwbacks a little bit more. Solid baseball coverage by one Brennan Tassel. You look good, you play good. I Deion mean, Sanders. He played quote, baseball. What's prime up? Time. Let's go. He did play baseball. Uh and Brennan, the last thing I wanted to touch on in MLB is the NLS is even more crowded than I anticipated. So we thought it was going to be the Dodgers versus the Padres, but lo and behold, one of yes. the f- members of this network, uh, I'm not going to say his name, uh, but his team has entered their names into the conversation. The San Francisco Giants are currently actually leading the NL West, uh, the NL West over the Padres and then followed by the Dodgers. Um, do you think the Dodgers, uh, do you think Tyler White's Dodgers will figure this out and get their way back to the top of the NL West? Or do you think they will be a wild card team? So I, I, I'm i not sure about this. So from what I, mainly the information I get on the Dodgers is what they put on uh, SportsCenter sometimes in the highlights and then what Tyler tweets about. And if his tweets are any indication of how this season is going, I don't know if they're going to be able to bounce back because it seems like they've been having some rough outings lately. Yeah, a couple of rough outings, two losses back to back to the Braves. Um, 
Yeah, they're just getting beat up by the teams in their division. I thought the NL East was going to be one of the tougher divisions, and it is because all those teams are just huddled around each other. But the NL West, outside of Colorado and Arizona, those teams have just been attacking away as far as uh, taking wins off each other and whatnot. Um, The Dodgers, uh, the pitching, as far as their top three starters in Kershaw, Bauer, and... um, Who's the other guy? Walker Bueller. They have been solid. Urias has been good, but they lost um, the redhead. Uh, what's his name? Dustin May. They lost Dustin oh, May early wow. on yeah. to uh, elbow injury. He's going to have to go get Tommy John. David Price, as me and Tyler talked about, where is he going to fit in the rotation? Is he going to be a starter? Is he going to be a bullpen guy? He's been very sporadic and given up a lot of runs. He hasn't been consistent whatsoever. And um, a lot of their bats haven't been there when they needed them most. So it's going to be interesting to follow the current World Series champions as they try to climb back into playoff positioning. All right. Beautiful. That is the kickoff for this week. Ladies and gentlemen, we are going to make it quick. Head over to the quick hits. And you'd be surprised how quick. And- quick! Mayman hits quick hits. Quick hits. Quick. We're going to go quick. Quick. Joe, huge trade news. Huge. Um, They knew we were moving the show back to Sunday, so they did it today. Julio Jones is going from the Atlanta Falcons, the team that drafted him, the team he's played so well for for the past few years, to the Tennessee Titans. Out of nowhere, we've been talking about Julio the last couple weeks. Did not. I mean, we knew that the Titans were an option, but I honestly thought it was going to be the Patriots before anybody else. What are your thoughts on this trade? Um, I think the Titans. Oh, I'm sorry, had- real quick. the The Falcons are going to get a two, 2022 second rounder, 2023 fourth rounder. The Titans get Julio Jones and a sixth rounder in 2023. I'm sorry. Continue. Okay. Uh, I think the Titans had to make this move. They had to make this aggressive move because in this offseason they lost Corey Davis and they lost John U. Smith, so they needed somebody to pair alongside uh, AJ Brown, somebody. On his level, um, they have a couple of other guys, but they're more slot guys, uh, good route runners, but not top tier jump ball. I'm going to mono mono goal lines uh, options. Uh, so they needed to do this to pair. Uh, I think they lost their offense coordinator, who actually is now the head coach of the Falcons, but they promoted from within. So it's going to be interesting to see if they have the same consistency with Tannehill in that play action situation um, and open up uh, Julio is going to open up a lot for AJ Brown. So it's going to be really fun to see out there. Yeah, I think this is exactly what they want, because despite some of his injury concerns and as when I play fantasy football, Julio Jones is always my number one wide receiver. I always take so I know about his injuries. Um, so you he's always a lose. physical wide receiver. He's a fit. I won the last year I played. He is a physical Four wide receiver. Um, very physical. It was, well, yeah, it was three years ago. This will be the fourth season. I haven't done it. But um, that's exactly what they want. They have Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, um, you know, big, strong guys. And then you're going to pair Julio with that. That's exactly the identity they're going for. So great trade. Titans making moves. They've been on the cusp of being a contender, Super Bowl contender. They're always in the playoffs the last few years. I think this might be something to push them over the top. Now they just need to go to Moving the White on, Helmets. Quick hits. Yes. Oh, hell yeah, man. Those things are sick as fuck. I mean, they're not going to beat the Jags, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> quick hits. 
talk about we're talking about Mike Shashevsky, Coach K, the infamous coach of the Duke Blue Devils, retiring at the end of the season. He did announce his successor's already been named. It's one of the assistant coaches already on staff. I don't follow college basketball. Everybody knows that about me. I'm more of an NBA guy. So I cede this time to you, Joe. Uh, I don't follow college basketball as much anymore, but uh, Coach K is coaching. <laughs> but I do know about Coach K, obviously. We Quick. all know about Coach K. Coach K has been coaching as long as both of us have been yeah. born at this point. Um, I'm only six coaches with 900 wins. Yeah, I think he might have. A, he's close to a thousand, if not at a thousand already. Uh, but coach the USA team has strong uh, relationships with a lot of NBA players at this point. Coach K has been a institution. Uh, when he decided to do the one and done, is when the world accepted it. Uh, with yep. getting Kyrie, Irving. that's when everyone was like, "All right, cool." Yeah, everybody was like, "Okay, I guess this is what we're doing now. Uh, we're not going to be against this." And actually, Corey Baghetti was one of the first one and dones he had. Was it Corey or Elton Brand? One of them back in like the early, late nineties. But yeah, Coach K has been a, a staple in North Carolina. Interesting enough, I was thinking to myself um, amongst some of his contemporaries, like John Calipari and Roy Williams, who also Roy Williams also retired. Um, no, no, no vacated wins yet. Um, he hasn't yep, had any, I was going to bring that up. Yeah, yeah I was say yet. Uh, even Jim Beheim, Jim Beheim had a couple vacated wins, but yeah, Coach K hasn't had any yet. We'll see. Let's not forget, there's still that uh, Zion quote. thing that's still out there floating. But um, yeah, no, that's great coach, air. great guy. Um, I can't wait to see his hair go to his natural color once he finally retires because we know that's shoe polish on. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, great career. Beautiful. All right, now we're going to double up here. Normally we go back and forth, but Joe, quick hits, quick. The W, that's your real wheelhouse for sure. The WNBA, just a couple games I wanted to point out. Uh, last Friday, this past Friday, my dream lost a two-point game to the Minnesota Lynx. The Lynx, I believe, grabbing their first win of the season or the second, I can't remember. Um, the Dallas Wings had a double uh, back-to-back home and away against Seattle. Seattle won the first of two games on a... Last second shot by Jewel Lloyd, game winner, three-point. And then the Wings returned the favor by having a one-point win just two days later to tie up that quote-unquote series. It's not a series, but yeah, just a couple of games I wanted to point out. Go look at that Julie Lloyd, Jewel Lloyd shot. It was amazing. Beautiful. All right. Joe, what if I told you? What if I told you? What if you told that me? That you were, you had a dominant lead in whatever you were doing, six you were going to win one point five million dollars. Yes, let's say six. Let's say six. You were going to win one point five million dollars, and then you had to withdraw because you tested positive what? for COVID nineteen. What? Why John would that Rahm. happen? Yes. How would that happen? I John, have my shots. I don't know why it would happen. I have my shots, so that could not happen to me. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you do have your shot. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. John Rom, I want to look up. I want to see exactly what's happening. Uh, John Rom, who was leading at the, um, he is third in the PGA uh, World Ranking, the PGA Tours. Um, they are at the Murfield Village Golf Club right now. So John Rom was up by three strokes, uh, tested positive going into the weekend. And actually, excuse me. No, it was two days ago. So yeah, it was going into the weekend. Yeah. Um, and was forced to withdraw. So I, I mean, obviously, get your shots. I guess is what I'm trying to say. One point <laughs> five million dollars out. I feel bad too because John Rom, while he is ranked 
pretty high in the world. He hasn't won um, a whole lot of tournaments lately. So this was like clearly like, all right, he's coming on. Here we go. And then just had to withdraw. I mean, there's not much to say. Like, it's fucking shitty. Yeah. Uh, you hate to see COVID impact the game. But at this point, it's not like last year when. You know, there's a lot of speculation. Like, there's things, there's preventative the memorial, measures. That's what it, the I, memorial, yeah. was a real tournament. Um, there's preventative measures that he could have taken. He obviously, I mean, I'm not going to blame him for getting COVID, but uh, obviously he didn't get his shots uh, and they're available. So I don't know why he wouldn't. Um, I don't know if personal reasons or anything like that. But yeah, if you're going to be out here playing a game where you have a lot of money on the line and now I I think he's re rethinking that decision not to go get uh, vaccinated himself because he just lost out on a bunch yeah. of money. Patrick Cantlay ended up winning the tournament. And nobody cares because John Rahm lost. Not Patrick Vendelay and his, his family cares. I'll tell you that. Cantlay. Art Vendelay. Art Vendelay. Art. Yeah. Vandalay. All right, we're moving on. Walk us. Here we go. Welcome to the big leagues. Two runs. Walk off homer for Cabrera. You can smile. That's okay. All right. I have a very short walk off this week. Um, I hosted, so I'm going to go last. Joe, you are up first. All right. Brennan, shut up. My walk off is entitled Your Mentals, coined by Marshawn Lynch. Uh, in the past couple of years of well, the past couple of years or so, the stigma of anxiety, depression, and mental health in general has been lifted. Kevin Love was one of the first athletes to vocalize how it was interfering with his ability to function in games. So when Naomi Osaka made the decision not to talk to the media at the French Open, it became a flashpoint for fans and journalists. Fans say press conference are a relic of the past. Journalists have defended their profession, but have n- not called out those who. Osaka were was referring to when they pose questions that have zero to do with the match played and can be perceived as a personal attack. The majors put out a joint statement saying that they care and they are concerned for players' mental well-being. Though Osaka would have, though Osaka was then still fined by the t- uh, by the Open for not participating in press conferences. Osaka will be fine for foregoing the press conferences. Osaka then chose to walk away saying that she's been battling anxiety and depression since 2018. Mental health is health, and those who chose to choose to speak up about it should not be attacked. The same way we are treating Roger Federer, who is walking away from the tournament citing that his body needs rest, we should treat those fighting a silent fight. Beautiful. Love it. I'm so glad you brought that up because when the Naomi thing happened, I was like, oh, Joe's, we got to talk about this. This is Joe's girl. And then uh, I just, you know, the rest of the week happens. And then, you know, yeah, I was going to say it kept happening. You forget about it. So in at inopportune times. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm really glad you brought that up. It's something like I said, I wanted to mention. And then other things happen. And I I just kind of got moved to the back of my mind. But uh, yeah, that's. She's she's right. There's yeah. If you don't want to, what what does Marshawn say? I'm just here so I don't get fined, bro. Like, yeah, exactly. Like exactly. It's uh, it's an arc, it's an arcane thing. The press conference with social media, the way it is, and the internet, and publicists, and the way that these athletes can communicate directly with the fans. You don't 
need to do it anymore. Or if you want to do it, that's fine. But don't force people. And I get that's it. It's a billion dollar industry. Yeah. So they're like, no, we sell we sell these articles. We sell your quotes. Like we need to talk to you. So, I mean, can't to quote a train from the great Amazon series, The Boys. You can't fuck with the money. Unbelievable. This guy in the quotes. Uh, what I would say is uh, the press conference watching I- season two. <laughs> I do like press conferences. Some of my favorite moments from some of my favorite athletes happen in the middle of press conferences. But again, they should not be enforced the way that they're enforced. You should not be fined if you choose to skip out of a press conference. And one of their reasons. Go ahead. I was just gonna say as a former athlete. You want to be in front of the camera. Like, do they think if they stop enforcing it that these guys are just not going to show up? That's what like, I was going to say. They want to be in front of the camera. So they want the attention. I Trust th- me. The thing was, I th- that one of the one of the excuses that the Opens were making was that, oh, if she is let, if they let her go, a lot of other people are going to cite mental illness as a way to skip press conferences. And it's like... No, that's that's not going to that's not going to happen. You're making a false fucking argument. No one's going to say, oh, I have mental illness, so I'm not going to do press conference. Like, that's the dumbest thing ever. Well, they want to get they they got into professional sports so people would pay attention to them. Trust me. (laughs) Nobody's going to you know what I mean? Like the Osaka thing aside, because she's she's had some serious things she's dealing with in her life. But most of these people that are professional athletes yeah. aren't going to shy away from the camera. Like Nick Kyrgios is not going to stop so, showing up to the press conferences because yeah, of this. Right? <laughs> so He's going to be like, great, more attention for me. All right, I'm going on mine. Joe, shut up. All right. So I'm going to do a little... Um, so mine's entitled Why We Play the Games. I'm going to do a little uh, almost like free-flowing... So when I originally wrote this, um, all right, let's just get into it. The NBA playoffs are starting to develop into a mixed bag with some chalk outcomes and some upsets. This is perplexing to me because it's one of the main sports that normally always falls chalk over the course of a seven-game series in the NBA. So I'm just going to stop right there. I originally wrote that first paragraph assuming – we're going off script now, baby – (laughs) assuming – that the Dallas Mavericks were going to beat the Los Angeles Clippers, which I was very excited about because a lot of people were thinking that the Clippers were going to make a lot of noise in the playoffs this year, and they might. The problem that I have is what the Clippers did as second-class citizens in Los Angeles and then losing games so they could avoid the Lakers to play the Mavericks. Then they got fucking bulldozed in the first two games, and I thought, here we go. This is why we play the game. The Dallas Dallas Mavericks are going to beat the Los Angeles Clippers. And then that would just make my point stronger when I talked about Phoenix beating LA Lakers. And then they fucking lost. So moving on with my walk-off. All right. It has been super excited to see the Phoenix Suns slay the mighty Lakers. And then I had, and Dallas take out the Clippers, but we got to fucking take that out of it now. I do have a sneaking suspicion that it'll end up being Utah and Brooklyn in the finals. But how awesome would it be if it was CP3? Well, we'll just have to wait and see because that could happen. And that's why we play the game. So, again, very half-assed kind of a walk-off because it was ruined by the Clippers. This is just happening free flow right now while Joe looks at his phone. I'm pissed off because of the situation. NBA is always chalk. Almost always. It almost always ends up being chalk because in a seven-game series, these teams can make adjustments. And I fucking can't stand it. We're never going to get a team... Uh, it's just so frustrating. Like when Philly 
wins the Super Bowl. It's like, oh my God, the Philadelphia Eagles. Like, nobody sees it coming. I saw it coming. But every year in the NBA, it seems like, yeah, I know you did. But every <laughs> year in the NBA, it's just like, oh yeah, here we go. Give Brooklyn the title before we even play the game. I and don't then, see why you keep God, giving it to Brooklyn. Thank God for Phoenix. Thank God for Chris Paul, the goddamn. You say that, but they're the CP3. number two three. So that's chalk. Yeah, but I'm not going by. No, 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 no. Don't do that. Don't do that. You know the Lakers. Don't do that. Don't do that. The Lakers had a lot of injuries. The Lakers should have been a top-tier team. And they had injuries, so they fell like we predicted here on Cheers from the Press Box. They fell in the standings. The Lakers were a powerhouse team. We were having goddamn arguments about whether you wanted to play the Lakers early while they were hurt and still recovering or if you wanted to play them later in the playoffs. So don't, don't do that. Don't do the <laughs> oh, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Moving on to the press conference. But they were the number two team. That will bring you the press conference in its entirety. That's like a guy at work today. I I saw the final score and I was like, fuck, I really wanted the Mavericks to win. And he goes, how'd you think the Clippers were going to lose? And I, you know me, I lost my mind. I was like, did you see the first two games? What do you mean, how did I think the Clippers were going to lose? You're one of those fucking assholes, aren't you? Oh, I lost it. Oh, man. Oh, anyway, Joe, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me trolling Brennan on this show because the Hawks, the, the, the Suns were the number two team. Um, also, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Dorville. You can find this show's Twitter and Instagram at Kieran Press. Uh, you can check out my website, joedorval.com. Check out my hip-hop albums, TV and TV Season 2 uh, by Headphone Joe. No, oh, no, E in the phone. Check out my store again for merch at joedorval.com backslash store. Um, I believe that's it. Uh, you can check out all the dope shit we have on this network. Anulo, uh, who does a podcast, What who's doing there. The last song is being reviewed this week, so if you haven't caught up, catch up now. Um, so, yeah, Brennan, take it away. Also, Miss Baby Drunk Club. For the record, in 20 years, when we're looking back on these playoffs, everyone's going to be like, yeah, of course Phoenix beat the Lakers because they were the number two seed. No one's going to say, oh, yeah, remember how they had LeBron and AD and everyone thought they were going to fucking wax the Phoenix Suns and then they lost a couple games because they were preparing for injuries in the playoffs? Nobody's going to say that. I can't stand this shit. I can't stand when I'm right about something and then in 20 years, everyone's just going to forget. This is why I'm so adamant about consequences People are going to say, man, do you remember when they had Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton? Oh my god! <laughs> and this is like when people stiff me at work, and like other servers are like, "You should be fine with it. Like you make plenty of money." It's like that's not the point. Anyway, number two, two. BrennanTComedy.com. I'm also a comedian. I'm mainly a comedian. BrennanTComedy.com. Check out the merch store. Uh, BrennanTComedy.com/slash/merch store. Peak too early. Um, I'm on my farewell to Florida tour right now. Check out my website for my dates. Um, it'll be my last month uh, in Florida for um, the foreseeable future. I will be moving to New York City with my beautiful girlfriend, Savannah, in uh, sometime in July, coming this summer to a New York City near you. Um, check out my other podcast, Brennan Tassif is your ex-drinking buddy. Just recorded an episode with uh, Daniel Barakat, uh, who was the original drinking buddy, the whole 
precipice of the show. If you listen to the show, you realize that he's the guy I first started it with. Um, it was going to be a bonus episode, but it was such a great episode. I'm going to release it as a normal one. But this week, we will have Mike Carano from The After Disaster. So listen out for that. Check out uh, X Drinking Buddy merch on the website. And again, just come out to some shows. and hear you. If you think it's funny the way I rant here, you should come watch when I actually have shit written down that I really want to rant about. Yeah, especially when it's the number it. two team. Brennan. Brennan Tassif is your ex-drinking buddy. I don't know if I said it. Brennan, let's get the number two team out of here. <laughs> and that's why we play the game. Hello. Hello. Huge shout out to L. Hughley coming in, eating at the restaurants tonight. What's up, my man? Glad you're doing better. Jam time. An original Kang, baby. I yelled a lot. You have been listening to the Anulo Podcast Network. We have four tremendous podcasts on our current roster. If you like the hit Broadway musical Hamilton, then you also might enjoy hearing the Ham Boys rank every song from the Hamilton soundtrack on Who Does a Podcast with hosts Headphone Joe and Kyle Loader. Get your sports talk radio fix with Cheers from the Press Box featuring Headphone Joe Dorville and stand-up comedian Brennan Tassif. Curious about how the brain works? Get your neuroscience knowledge with some laughs at Misbehavior Journal Club. This fortnightly science-slash-comedy podcast is where two lady researchers bring you the latest studies on behavior. It stars Amiel Moreno and Leah, a.k.a. Leia, or vice versa, Crevet. Finally, we have a new low. The podcast has started it all. This show features Farzad, Headphone Joe, Kyle Loader, L. Greg, and Scott by Scott. They discuss anything and everything depending on their moods or their level of sobriety at the time. Thank you for supporting the Anulo Network, and feel free to share your favorite episodes with friends and family. Thanks again, and goodbye.